Hi, it's Chao Wen. I wanted to let you know that now we have a dedicated website for the podcast. It's straightforward, just theconductorspodcast.com. Check it out because now you can search among all the episodes or find topics based on the tags or groupings. And there are a lot of great extra resources that I put out there. Take a look and enjoy today's episode. Hi there, welcome back to season number two of the Conductors Podcast, and I'm your host, Chao Wenting. In today's episode, we are going to talk about three mistakes to avoid when you are doing string sectionals. Our setting is usually about an educational ensemble, either a youth orchestra, a college or high school ensemble, or a community orchestra, or you know, sometimes a university orchestra might have community members. But if you are working with a professional orchestra, they usually don't have the luxury of rehearsal time and money to do a string sectional. So what we are calling talking about today is how can we work more effectively and efficiently and to avoid mistakes when you are working with non-professional string players. Before we dive into the uh, mistakes to avoid, I wanted to say having sectional is extremely important. You have so many string players in an ensemble and if you can find a way to unify their way of using their bows, um, their way to produce their sounds and have them a unified understanding of the style and the sound you're um, asking for, it will make your rehearsal much, much, much easier. However, I understand this can be very scary for non-string player conductors. No matter you are a wind player, a composer, a vocalist or a pianist, not having the professional understanding of playing a string instrument can be scary. But this doesn't mean that you should not do string sectionals. On the contrary, you should actually work with your string players even more to unify and make sure you get professional helps to make sure that the largest body of your ensemble is in good understanding with your approach. Without further ado, we are going to start with the first common mistake, that is to get stuck in bowing discussions. String players love to talk about bowings, period. We love figuring out how to use our bow, and it is true that when you have a unified bowing, that you have a better chance to achieve a unified sound. However, bowing is not something arbitrary. You can produce the different kind of sound with different types of bowing. And bowing is also something very personal. It depends on how your principal feels like when and how experienced your players are. The bowing works for New York feel might not work for your o- orchestra just because your string players don't have the same bow discipline. So the first mistake and danger that conductors often got into is to get stuck in bowing discussions. Very often, um, someone in the ensemble would raise the question, is here um, slurred or separated? Are we using down-down or up-down? 
and then they start talking about each the, the different options with each other. Different section leaders starts and checking with each other. Do you have the same thing? We're doing down down here. What are you doing? And then you ended up spending so much time just figuring those out. To avoid this mistake, the first most important thing is you want to have a Boeing set already marked in the part. No matter what kind of ensemble you are working with, a student group, a community orchestra, it doesn't matter. The best would be if your concertmaster is a professional player, or if you are working with schools that one of your string teachers can mark the bowings themselves. But if you don't have that luxury of someone doing bowings for you, there are ways to find a bowing set. The New York Phil has、um, an archive of a lot of their parts online, where you can get bowings with a lot of standard repertoire. Or there is a Bowen Library with CODA, which is short for College Orchestra Directors Association. It does require a membership, but it, hey, come on, joining a fine group of professional conductors is always fun. The most important thing is you want to have a base for your string players before making copies of the part. You want to have a Bowen set already. Of course, they are still going to change things, but you want to have something to start with, so they are not just marking from scratch. You know, just like editing your own writing, it's always easier to edit your draft than start something from scratch. So, always having a base provided for your players is the first thing you want to do. The second thing is. If there are discrepancies between different sections, or your section leaders cannot reach an agreement very quickly, you want to get out of this discussion quickly. If it is something that you see they can't figure out in a short amount of time, you don't want to spend your precious rehearsal time just waiting for them to figure this out. You should. You can lightly say, "Okay, we will talk with principals about this after rehearsal, and then we will send everybody an email about this." Or we can say, "We'll revisit this, and let's keep it in mind, but let's move on to other ensemble problems first before we get back to this Boeing." Make sure that you acknowledge that Boeing is important because they are, but get out of this darkness. I love this word. I think I invented it. But you don't want your precious sectional time to be only discussing bowings. You want them, you want the time to be well spent on unification of the sound, matching the styles, and understand phrasings, or even to the basics of just correcting the right note, right pitch, right intonation, and right rhythm. If you are working with less experienced players. Mistake number two is not knowing your terms. There are so many terms about string planes, and I know it can be overwhelming. But you should really know all the terms if they were part of the markings in the part. You cannot afford not knowing what is detaché,、uh, what is sotando if they are marked in your part. Just Google them. There are so many YouTube demonstrating videos helping you understand what they are. 
but you really, really need to do your homework and understand all the terms that is marked and printed in the part. Because your players might not know it, since we are talking about educational and community, you know,、um, volunteers, players who are not professionals, you want to make sure you know what they are. Google it. Do your homework. That's mistake number two: not knowing your terms. The third mistake is the most fatal one. Is giving instructions on bowings or fingerings instead of describing the sound you are asking for. For non-string conductors, non-string player conductors, do not give instructions on things you don't know. Just like I don't ever tell timpanist, can you change a harder melody? <laughs> I would tell them I want a harder sound or more crispy sound. And let them figure out if that should be achieved by changing a different mallet, or playing closer to the edge of the drum, or doing something else. That's their specialty. If you're not sure, find a professional or find a、um, find the school teacher that you're working with. Do not give instructions if you don't know what's going on. If they give you options, or if you ask you an, a, a question that you don't know the answer, the best way is to say, "Can I hear it?" For example, if the concertmaster asks you,、um, "Do you want on the string or off the string here?" and at the moment you might be stunned because you never thought about this question before, that's totally fine to say, "Can we try both ways? Can we hear it?" And after them doing it both ways, you get to hear it, and they get to feel it, and then you can ask your principals, "How do you feel? I think this one is closer to the sound of the that、um, is suitable for this passage, or not." Whenever there are things you are not sure, just ask your principals if they were、um, paid professional players, or talk to your string teachers at your school. But do not ever give instructions if you're not sure what they really mean. Do not make suggestions. Okay, let's change the bowing here just because the Vienna Philharmonic has this bowing here. As I said before, what works for another orchestra might not work for your orchestra because you have different string players, you have different string numbers. They might be able to maintain a sound with one long, 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 long bow for three bars, while your player cannot even make sound with three different bows. You want to consider different circumstances and do not just stick to one plan. So, as I said before, there are resources out there、um, to help you getting more familiar with string playings. They are bowing libraries,、um, part of Coda membership, or sometimes you know, for a newer piece, I would just watch a YouTube. <laughs> I I really did that. I will watch a YouTube recording, and try to figure out what bowing they are using and see if that feel makes sense for me. I'm an amateur string player, not professional, so there are things I don't know either. Ask a friend who is professional. And make sure you get a set of bowing in the part before you even pass them out. Those are the most important things. Last but not least, 
if you have no experience with any string playing, I would highly recommend just renting a violin to start with. Or sometimes I teach this exercise to younger conductors. Just have your left hand out straight and then have your right hand rubbing your left arms up and down. This is very similar to what the physicality is when you bow a string instrument. Just feel how you can maintain the pressure of the bow because you know when we talk about bowings, there are just a couple critical things. Bow position, pressure, and speed. A faster speed is a has more intensity that will have a louder sound. So does harder um, bow, like bowing with more pressure. The position also matters a lot. Just imagine when your arm is closer to your body, you, ha you have a lot more control and you can put a lot more weight to it. When your arm is out there and it's hard to control your fingers and it's hard to control your wrist, and that's where it's a little more loose or less weight, just naturally. So practice those things, do your homework, know your terms, and do not make any of these mistakes next time when you're doing a string sectional. And sectionals are great, no matter they are string sectionals or wind sectionals. Always do sectionals if you can, and I will talk to you next week at the same time, same place. Bye for now.